0: Rycub leaned down to greet a smallish human with data glasses. Pardon me, I am looking for someone. He's a wizard. Have you seen him? Wizards don't do so good on space stations, the smallish human replied. I'd advise you to get him out of here once the station finishes its move. That is very much my intent, Rycub replied, but the smallish human was already moving on. Changing tactics, Rycub raised his voice while still trying to maintain a civil tone. Excuse me, he announced. I'm missing a friend of mine. Has anyone seen a 1.9 meter tall human with hair the color of barley? He's a wizard. Two humans dressed in black exited the spacey gyms carrying takeaway boxes. They approached Rye Cub and guided him to a quiet spot near the entrance to the washrooms. Was this wizard a friend of yours? The one with the black beard asked. A friend of a friend, Rye Cub replied honestly. He'd never met Cedric before. Does he answer to the name Cedric the Brown? The one with the graying beard asked. Rye Cub's eyes lit. Yes, yes. You know where I can find him? What do you think, Chester? The black-bearded one asked his colleague. He clearly doesn't know, Chester replied. Agreed. Sorry, friend, I don't know where to find your wizard. But I have something that might help. Close your eyes and try to envision this wizard you are looking for. How will that help? Cub asked, genuinely curious. Human science had a great deal of insight into psychology, though not all of it applied to alien species. Don't bother, Markov, Chester said. He won't be able to do it. Just look at him. Cub grew offended. I can. Watch me. With a deep breath that sucked in a lungful of sterile station air scented with the aromas of too many kinds of food, Rye Cub closed his eyes. Without being instructed, he pictured Cedric using the image from his data pad, since it was the only way he knew how to identify the wizard. In just moments, he began to feel a tingling sensation and assumed something was working. High above, there was a snickering sound. Why would someone broadcast that across the overhead public address system? A massive hand grabbed Rye Cub by the back of his shirt. The Stungy's eyes snapped open. Looking up, he suddenly felt faint. The whole world had grown around him. What had been a cozy little concourse was now a vast indoor cathedral of steel and glass. The two humans had turned into giants. Chester's was the hand that had grabbed hold of Rye Cub, but it was only to pinch the back of his shirt between his fingers. Did anyone notice? Chester asked in a whisper. He shielded Rye Cub's view of the rest of the concourse with his body as he lifted the tiny stungy into the air. Rye Cub screamed. They will if you don't shut it up, Markov snapped. Stop it, Chester scolded him. The giant human's breath stank of meat and barbecue sauce. I can do more than shrink you if you don't behave. We're only here for the rogue wizard. If you cooperate, we'll return you to your natural state, but for now, your leverage. Why are you doing this? Rycub pleaded. We're getting odd looks, Markov reported. Chester toted Rye Cub by the back of his shirt and brought him into the washroom. Premonitions of being flushed down the waste recycler pipes flashed in the Stungy's thoughts. Please, don't flush me. Quiet, Chester snapped. We're not flushing you. You're a bargaining chip. I can turn you into something without a mouth if you won't shut yours. I'd just rather not draw the attention. Now into the carton with you.